My name is Alex, I'm the pastor. In just a minute, Nick's gonna come up and speak for us, but before that, you probably heard at this point about the tragic shooting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at a synagogue yesterday. And so I wanted to take just a few minutes to pray for the people of Pittsburgh, the people of that community, the people in that synagogue. Um, I was born in Pittsburgh, so that's where my roots are, but regardless of where you're from, that kind of tragedy is horrifying. And anti-Semitism is anti-Jesus. And any type of racism goes directly against what the New Testament teaches, that every human being has value because every human being is made in the image of God. In John, the beloved disciple of Jesus, he said, how can you say you love God if you hate people? How can you see someone and say you hate them and say you love God that you don't see? And so I want to just pray, pray for our own hearts, pray for the hearts of our community, but then pray specifically for Pittsburgh. So I'm going to pray for a few minutes and then I'll ask Nick to come. Lord Jesus, we are so grateful that you are a good God and you're a redeemer and you're a healer. And we pray for Pittsburgh. We pray for the synagogue that was rocked by violence. And God, we pray that you will bring healing. There are families who will not see their family members this holiday because their lives were taken by force. And God, we pray that you will bring healing and peace like only you can. And God, we pray that you will not allow this to become an evil event, but Lord, that you will redeem it and you will bring good out of evil. That you will bring glory to yourself and that you bring healing to people and restoration to the community. And God, we pray that people whose hearts are filled with hate and anger and rage will be changed. And Lord, we pray that in our own community that we will be people who don't put up with racism, who don't settle for hate, but instead truly, Lord, try to live like you lived and love people like you love them. God, we pray that you will do something supernatural in the city of Pittsburgh, you do something supernaturally in the city of Philadelphia, something supernatural in our country and our world. God, that you will teach us to live like you lived and love people like you loved people. And God, we pray that you will show us ways that we can serve the people who are hurting there, the people who are trying to pick up the pieces and bring healing. Lord, I pray that you just bring that community together. And God, I pray that your presence will be there with them and that they will know that you love them and that you um, have not abandoned them or forgotten them. And I pray all these things like I believe Jesus Christ would. Amen. So you guys are in for a real treat tonight. Anytime you don't have to hear me, yes. Good job, you know, um, but you really are in for a treat because Nick is speaking for us. So a little backstory on Nick. He's a Villanova senior. Uh, he's going to be a doctor, but Nick is also very special to my heart because he was the first college student we connected with after we moved up here. He's also the first person we got to baptize as a church. So he's like a lot of horizon first go to Nick. And it's just been so much fun over the last three years getting to know him, watching him grow, working through leadership books together, working through what does the Bible say and who is Jesus. And it, it thrilled me last year when he, uh, before we started services, we were doing some online services. And I said, hey, do you want to you speak one during Christmas? And uh, he's like, yeah. And he did a great job. He blew it away. And so now that we actually have real live people to sit in front of us, like, you should come back and talk again. And I know he's going to do a great job. So give him a great round of applause as he comes. Hello, hello, everybody. How you doing? Go Birds. We got a big win today, which is great. Uh, so 
I will not be talking about anything Christmas related today, per se, uh, fortunately, but we're going to talk about prayer. Uh, so that's really exciting. Uh, so I'm focused on Matthew chapter 6, uh, specifically verse 7, but I'm going to read uh, 5 through 8. Should be up before that is. Uh, just for context. So we're going to get started. Uh, so, whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. When you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father, who is, is, who is in secret. And your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they, since they imagine they'll be heard for many don't be like them, because your father knows the things you need before you ask. So that's pretty profound. Um, we're gonna start out. Babbling is pretty boring. I'm sure you you know been in lectures where someone's talking, they're babbling on. You don't pay attention anyway because it doesn't matter what they're saying. Just they go on babbling, babbling, babbling. So that's kind of like the message I'm, I'm, I'm getting from the first part of Matthew six seven. You know, when you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles do. All right. Well, we know not to babble, but. What, what, are, what are the Gentiles? Who are they? Why are they in this, in this passage? Well, Gentiles, uh, you know, different translations, they could be hypocrites, uh, or they could be pagans, depending on you know, what translation you get. Uh, but essentially, you know, there were people that, like the, the chapter 6 said, they would go in public places, stand for people. Uh, just kind of display the prominence, like, yes, like we are together, we are praying in front of people. But it wasn't, you know, for their own, what they thought, salvation. <coughs> Excuse me. It, it was for everyone else to see that. I mean, no God can see right through that. That's not what he wants. Um, so we're not supposed to babble like the Gentiles, babble like the pagans, and, and, and say these empty words. That's not what God wants. It's not what he sounds to do. Uh, you know, we've all had times, like I said before, we were in lecture or something like that, or we're listening to someone, we know the big fake. You know, you go up, I've been a part of a lot of uh, team building games. I really don't like team building because a lot of it does, it's just empty. It just feels empty to me. You know, you go up to someone and you're like, hey, how are you? What's your name? Oh, I'm Nick. I go to build up a bio major, whatever, whatever. You go to the next person, you forget everything you said. And you're like, well, it's kind of like empty words you say. And you don't feel welcome. And that's not what God wants. God wants us to feel welcome in, in, in his community. It's babbling boring. We don't want babbling. Um, there's also a part uh, specifically to prayer, kind of shifting gears here, where you know, we can pray these prayers, we pray every night, um, you know, you say the same prayer before you go to bed, sometimes you get like habitual and you kind of, you don't really mean the words you're saying anymore, you just kind of say it to say it, and you know, I've been in that as well, I'm sure people out there have, um, but that's not God, what God calls us to do, um, he wants us to really focus on, even if we say the same prayer every night, that's okay, God really wants us to, to Focus on the words that we're saying. They really mean what they, you know, what they say. Um, you know, there's times we can just memorize prayers. Coming from a Catholic background, that they did like every day. Uh, just we have the Lord's Prayer, Hail Mary, whatever there is. There's a lot of them. Uh, I forget most of them now because I didn't have any meaning behind them. You know, there's meaningless words. Uh, there's a word acrimony. Don't know what it means, uh, but I mean, there it is. I don't know what it meant. You memorize a word for a vocab test just like any other test and it's kind of meaningless, you know? You forget it five minutes later. Well, that's all I've thought about prayer, you know, growing up. You would get to 
two-page list of prayer, and you're like, okay, you pray this if someone dies. I'm like, well, I don't really know what this means because, first of all, it's like archaic English. You don't understand what that is. And then second, it's like, I don't really feel how this prayer is telling me to feel. Like, I feel, everyone's different, so it doesn't really encompass that. Um, and, and God wants us to connect with him on a personal level. It's not some kind of scripted dialogue that we, you know, go through. Um, so that's kind of like the first point of this. Don't babble. Don't, don't say whatever. Don't, don't go on endless tangents like you might think I'm doing right now or, well, just, well, stay tuned. We'll see. Uh, so, yeah, just, just mean what you say and, and, and focus really on what the words mean and have a relationship with God because that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what he wants. He wants a relationship with you. He, he wants to hear what you have to say, not someone who wrote something else uh, for you to say. So that's kind of like the first point. It's kind of segueing off of that. You know, God doesn't want us, this relates back to the, the Gospels. God doesn't want us to go through the motions and anything we do. Not only praying, but anything. Uh, we could get caught in the rut of like, all right, well, you know, Jesus died for us. Uh, we, we don't earn heaven. We're, we're given it. It's a gift. Does that mean we can do whatever we want? No. Well, we know that, but like, do we get caught stuck in this rut sometimes when we're, just kind of mindlessly going through the motions. Like, yeah, you know, I went to service this Sunday, I go to small group, and yeah, like, I pray every day. But like, what does that mean? If it's empty, it doesn't mean anything. God can see right through it. And I struggle with that a lot sometimes. You know, I'll have weeks where I'm so busy with school or work or just things going on. And I'll forget to actually sit down and, and take time for God and, and mean the words that I'm saying. And that's hard to do, you know. It, it's a it's a challenge for me. And that's why you know I, I challenge everyone here to do that this week. Uh, we'll come back to that a little bit later, uh, kind of like homework, which is fun. But uh, sometimes it, it really benefits me in my life, and whether it helps me de-stress or, or get back on track and refocus what I'm actually supposed to be here doing. Uh, just sit down and and don't go through the motions and, and think about. You know, what is my purpose? What does God want me to do in this situation? Really think about that and have a conversation with him. So at the end of the day, that's what he wants. Um, you know, there's a second part of, of Matthew 6, 7. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Well, that's the same thing. But, you know, that, that could be extrapolated to, to motions. You know, you're going through the motions again and again. And that's what we don't want to end up doing. Um, and that's, I find myself doing that sometimes. It's just not good. God knows when you're not being your full self and giving your all to him. Um, so that, that's essentially going to be the challenge this week, is to, to think about everything you're doing in regards to God, especially in prayer, spe specifically focusing on prayer, obviously, because that's you know, the big, uh, the, the, the topic for this, this sermon series. Um, but don't go through the motions. Uh, really take your time and, and think about what God wants you to do and how you want to pray. Uh, so that kind of segues into, well, there's these scripted prayers in the Bible. What do we do about that? You know, do we just pray them and empty? Well, no, because I just said a few minutes ago we can't. Well, then why are they there? There's a purpose to everything. You might not know the purpose. I didn't know the purpose before I really dove in. Um, but, you know, something like the Lord's Prayer, um, there is a purpose to it. The first part is that you can say the Lord's Prayer. It's perfectly okay to say mean the words though that's the thing if we say it empty, emptily and, and just kind of you know go on and babbling whatever's on there and just kind of go for it what's that going to do it's just like a manuscript of prayer and then it doesn't really pertain to you 
But if you sit down, and I remember doing this, I don't even know how long it was ago. It was a good time ago. But I sat down in my head, I was going through the Lord's Prayer. I was like, what does each line mean? Like, why is this here? And I ended up figuring out that there's kind of like two, two-ish categories you can kind of group it in. Uh, the first category is like thanking God, right? You can thank God uh, for all he's done. And then the second category is kind of like asking. So maybe, maybe that's how, that's the, that's the purpose of the prayer in, in the Bible. Maybe it serves as a template to how to create our own prayers. Now it's not saying specifically, uh, you know, do it in that order or, or kind of say this exact word. But it's given us a guideline of like, okay, you know, God wants us to, to thank him and, and to praise him and to, you know, ask for things that we need. And that's okay. And, and that's kind of like the example, the perfect example of that. Um, so whenever you pray, just kind of keep that in mind. You know, you want to thank God. You want to ask him for something. You want to praise him. All those kind of big ideas, you kind of want them in an effective prayer because, you know, that, that'll please God. That's what he wants us to do. You can see it. Um, and Timothy 2.16 says, uh, avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. Uh, we could see other points in the Bible as well saying the same kind of thing, echoing that you don't want to just emptily pray this thing or, or not focus on what you're actually saying. Uh, so it's, it, it's pretty common throughout um, the Bible, which is really interesting. I didn't really know that until I started diving deep in, um, because it is kind of like a point and we kind of get caught in the rut of like, uh, just kind of go through emotions, but Jesus knew that, knew we would get caught in that, and, and gave us these examples to help us out. Um, so, like I said, we can pray the Lord's Prayer if the words aren't hollow. We can pray it, uh, any, it could function as like a structure of how to pray for us, praising, thanking, and uh, uh, asking. Um, or, or we can, you know, dissect it and really understand the meaning of these words. Um, and I challenge everyone to do that this week. Take a prayer of the Bible and, and dissect it and try to figure out what it actually means to you. Not to anybody else, but to you. Um, and you can even, like, reinvent it to your own prayer that would work for you. And make it in your own words and, and go that route. Because I think that that's very beneficial for your, your spiritual life and, and what God would want us to do. Um, you know, coming from a Catholic background, there's... Like I said before, there's a lot of like repetition and prayers or whatever. Like you hear about the rosary, you pray Hail Mary fifty times. I was doing that in like grade school, and I was falling asleep half, and you know, saying the same prayer twenty five times. And you're like, okay, like, what is this doing for me? Uh, there's just a lot of focus on on just what the words were, not necessarily what they meant. Um, and sometimes we get caught up in in those objects too. I think the rosary is an object, the cross is an object, or, or what have you, whatever religious, spiritual object you can get. That's what, I mean, you see in the Old Testament, uh, with the cow, uh, Moses came down from the mountain, saw people worshiping the cow, got mad. Everybody's worshiping these false gods, and, and you could kind of fall into the rut of, uh, you know, praying on these objects, uh, but not understanding what those objects' purpose are. Uh, so, you know, beforehand we prayed on the sermon, and that's perfectly fine to do. Um, but if we start praying on these like rosaries or crosses or something, I think we lose a little bit of the meaning behind what those objects are. Yes, they're great representations of of important spiritual things. Uh, but sometimes, like especially with the rosary, you keep praying over and over again. It's just like this mind, mindless task. It just becomes tedious at certain points, and it's not good. Um, so I just challenge everyone to kind of just 
really sit down, dive deep into what you know you want to pray about, uh, what you're feeling spiritually, what you need help from God with. Uh, talk to each other. Really connect with people. Um, connect with God. He wants that relationship. It's a great opportunity to really connect and, and, and build your relationship with God because that's what prayer is. Prayer is literally talking to God. Um, so, it, like any other conversation, you're not going to script. You know, if I'm talking to Alex, I'm not going to script what I say to him. You're, you're going to free flow it and, and figure it out in a way. So, it, do that when you're praying. I think it's a it's kind of eye opening uh, when I first started doing it because it really changed your perspective. Like, what even is religion or, or Jesus? You know, like why why am I doing it this way? Well, it's because Jesus wants to get to know me, and that's very special. You know, that's that's something you don't find everywhere else. You don't find everyone on the street. You go up to random person and they're like, they don't care about you. They're gonna walk right past you and, and not gonna bat an eyelash. But you go to God. He wants to know about you. He wants to get to know you. He wants to build that relationship. Um, so that's really important. Um, so that's kind of like a big message. Uh, the challenge, like I said, for the week is to really dive down and, and, and think about what um, you want from God. Try to try to pray like the Lord's Prayer said. You know, ask, praise, and and, and uh, uh, what was it? Yeah, I'm just asking and praising. Um, so try to try to pray like that. Use it as like a structure in your prayer. It's very good. Like I, I have a hard times kind of like free flowing. So I have an outline. Uh, for the sermon today, uh, but kind of use that as like your outline for, for prayer. Um, and I think it's very it, it helps kind of direct and, and guide the prayer. So if we could do that this week, that'd be sweet. Um, <clears throat> and pray not only for like what you want or, or praising God, but pray like ideas. You know, like why that like, God like please help me serve your purpose in this world. You might not know what that is. God knows what that is. I might not know what it is. That could be beneficial. You might not know what God's going to like leave on your doorstep and be like, okay, well, that's what I'm called to do now. Uh, so pr pray the ideas um, and, and focus on what you pray uh, this week. That's kind of like the challenge. Um, I'm just going to wrap it up in prayer. Uh, if everyone pray with me. God, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here this week. Uh, and, and to talk about prayer. I know I personally have struggled a lot with prayer and, and its formalities, uh, but I thank you for opening my eyes to just a conversation with you and, and, and how much that's helped our relationship and has helped me grow spiritually. Lord, I, I ask that we all can, this week, really open our eyes and ears and hearts and minds to, to pray with you and really connect and, and develop our spiritual relationship on a deeper level and, and grow it and do what you sent us here to do, Lord. I really ask that you just bless everyone here. Uh, you, you go into their lives, you, you enrich their lives, you send your spirit and, and help us to live the way you want us to live. And I pray everything as Jesus would. Amen. Amen.